This episode of Get In The Game podcast is presented by the Sports Spectrum Magazine. Stories and articles on the intersection of sports and faith that you won't find anywhere else. I love this magazine, and I highly recommend you all subscribe and get your copy today. We keep our subscriptions affordable for everyone, and it makes a great gift, particularly for the kids. Subscribe today at sportspectrum.com and click the magazine icon at the top of the page. Get your subscription now at sportspectrum.com. You won't regret it. Hello, welcome to Get in the Game Podcast with your host, Scott Langer, former MLB star and current water mission advocate. Oh yeah, and he also happens to be our dad. So let's dive right in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Get In The Game Podcast. We've got a special episode. Uh, No, there are no guests. There's no dialogue. There's no interview in this episode. I thought since it was the end of about a three-year run on this podcast and our last episode of the year, it might be fun to just do a little reflecting. Think about why we've been on this journey, what it is that we've learned through all of these conversations about serving. And so I just thought I'd, uh, I'd spend some time with you and talk about what's on my heart. When I started this podcast journey three years ago, I really thought that by addressing the topic of serving others, I was essentially helping people develop one of many traits needed to live a life fully devoted to God. It seemed on par for me with encouraging things like a more consistent consistent prayer life, finding fulfillment in worship, or making habit of giving tithes and offerings to help the poor. However, each of these activities is limited if we haven't first submitted ourselves to the will of our Heavenly Father. So that's where this theme of serving arises. I really want to get back to the basics. The question that everyone has faced or will face one day is, who will you serve? You know, we've referenced Scripture throughout these conversations, and you've heard me and others uh, have talks with a variety of public figures and I can't remember if this story has ever come up, but I wanted to share this with you. Allow me to read from the book of Joshua in the Old Testament in the 24th chapter. It says, Now therefore, fear the Lord and serve Him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt, and serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. This is the end of the reading. The basis of Joshua's declaration is this. It's all boiled down in this one question. Who will you serve? It's a pivotal moment in history for Israel, a nation that had constantly rebelled and then come back to God to be reconciled. Joshua, the leader of the nation, is in essence drawing a line in the sand for everyone in front of him. I picture him on this big plane talking to thousands of people. He's choosing a side, and he's putting that same choice to the rest of the nation. For him and for everyone in that audience, it's a stake in the ground. Today, the alternative choices to God may look different than in Joshua's day. They're not the gods of the Amorites or the gods on the other side of the flood. But it's still a choice, and we still have other gods. Will we serve money? 
a position, maybe an addiction. Maybe it's our own intellect and reasoning. Or will we serve God? The Bible also says that we cannot serve two masters. So this then becomes a simple choice of black and white. It's this or it's that. Will it be God or will it be our own version of God? In my house here, we have this verse from Joshua on a piece of artwork in a prominent place. It's a daily reminder that we will be confronted with many choices. And ultimately, we can distill it down to two options. Serve God or serve yourself. In the book of Acts in the New Testament, we see another moment of decision, similar to in Joshua's day. This time, Peter is at the microphone, and Peter is preaching to the crowd about the sovereignty of God, and he's calling to everyone in his midst to submit to his will. And many of them on that day were convicted. They asked Peter this one question, what must we do after hearing about God and the need to submit to him? Peter advises them to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus. Their sins will be forgiven, and they will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's a promise that was given to those people back then in Peter's day, and it's a promise for all of us too. And he tells them that this is a promise that will impact not just them, but their families too. The Bible goes on to tell us that many people that day made that choice on the spot and were baptized. And what happened next? I think this is so important. They started to live lives devoted to God. Once that issue was settled on who they will serve, then they started serving by taking care of the poor and going to church. It says they were spending time in community and adding people to their group each day. But none of this happened before they made that initial decision to serve God. You know, there's many ways to serve. I'm sure that you who are listening can start to list out the ways in which you serve. You might have opened the door for someone today. You might have uh, given time to volunteer at a food bank. Maybe you've even spent extended time in a foreign country helping the poor. My question for you is, why'd you do it? What God is teaching me lately is that I live in a world that is counterintuitive to the realm of serving God. In my world, hard work is rewarded with more benefits. I live in a very performance-based society that rewards good work with tangible assets like higher pay, benefits, position. The harder I work, the more I can achieve. And if I'm not careful, my identity can get wrapped up in what I do. I can start to think of my value as what I'm contributing to whatever role I'm in. But God is teaching me the difference between doing and being. He values me for who I am, not what I do. He loved me before I ever did anything. And even more amazing, his love for me is unconditional, even when I'm doing the things that he tells me not to do. So when I start to understand who God is through his amazing love for me, I start to understand who I am and what he designed me to do. Hear me in this. There's no way that you can figure out what it is you're supposed to do until you understand who you are, or more importantly, whose you are, who you belong to. When you fully submit to the will of God and make that conscious choice to serve Him, then and only then can you unlock the reason behind why you go and serve others. 
I serve others out of a heart of gratitude for what has been done for me. Now, this isn't payback or the fulfillment of a debt to try to get square with God. We'll never do enough to equal His gift of eternal life. We are simply living in a sustained posture of gratitude. We become perpetually thankful for the blessings that we've received, and we share them freely with others so that they can too experience the blessings of God. One more Bible reference, and then I'll let you go. Jesus was once asked to boil down the entire law into very simple terms. He does this by summing it up with a simple command. And he basically says, I'm not quoting directly, I'm, I'm summarizing, but he basically says, love God and love others. That's it. The whole law is summed up in these two things that I must do to live this life well. Love God, love others. So how do I love God, you might ask? The Bible says that we love him by obeying him. And so now we come back full circle to what Joshua and Peter were talking about and what we must do. We must choose whether or not we will serve God. This is a question that I would encourage you to grapple with first. It's the most important choice you will ever make. Can you serve someone else without serving God? Of course you can. But the strange thing is, God knows exactly why we're motivated to do everything we do, because God knows our hearts. In fact, He knows our hearts better than we even know our own heart. He knows the difference between selfish motivation and true selflessness. So the question we must ask is not just, how do I serve, but why am I serving? God gave us the greatest gift anyone could receive when he chose to forgive our sin and direct that punishment that we deserved to his son, Jesus. That's what grace is all about. That's what's so amazing about grace. And living in this simple yet profound truth will cause a response of gratitude. And that gratitude will lead us to serve others. Serving is the key to life, as I see it. If we can take the focus off of ourselves and ask how we can bless someone else today, we won't have time to be consumed with the problems that wear us down. We'll be too busy serving others. I hope that you're enjoying a wonderful Christmas season with your family. I want to thank you for spending time to come and listen to the podcast, and I hope that you are encouraged. I pray that these conversations continue to encourage you as you live your life in the game. It's way more fun than just watching from the sidelines. So may God bless you as you seek to serve Him and serve others. Thank you for listening to today's edition of Get In The Game Podcast, part of the Sports Spectrum Podcast Network. Check out sportspectrum.com for more content. And while you're there, consider subscribing to our Sports Spectrum magazine. It makes a great gift and is perfect for the sports fan who loves Jesus. You can subscribe today at sportspectrum.com. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time on Get In The Game.